But yeah, man, I want to hear your story. So I know you started the, the supplement company, Type Zero. I'm sure there's a whole backstory to it. I'd love to hear more about like your story, what led you to start that business, how it's going, your experience with some of that. Because um, I think a lot of people think about doing things like that, but they don't know where to start or they just get scared or they just never do it. So it's really cool to see somebody that actually did it. And for you, it's more than just like a random business. I know it really hits close to home because you are um, diabetic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Type one diabetic. So tell let, how, when did you find that out? Were you like a kid? Did you had it your whole life or how was that? Yeah. So I, I've been type one diabetic since I was 13. So it's been 20 years. Okay. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, diabetes is a, it's a crazy thing. I have, Type one, usually you get that when you're a, it's called juvenile type one diabetes. You usually get it when you're younger. Um, when I was 13 and just a small background. I grew up like a fat, overweight, chubby kid who was bullied and stuff okay. quite a bit. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was just, I got it about, about a month after I turned 13. Um, but just for yeah. clarification, the type yeah. one, that's not supposedly lifestyle. That's just like, like type two is where people like adult onsets, like lifestyle, you can change it by just eating better or whatever. But type one's a lot more serious and it's not necessarily based on just diet, right? Yeah, that's exactly. So type one basically is your body doesn't produce any insulin for you. So I have to artificially and with syringes and needles or take insulin into my body after things I eat. And there's no and cure. It's just like, that's is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. There's, there's currently no cure. Um, and then type two is it's usually caused not every time, but it's like kind of what you hear on all the jokes of TV is when people are older, they eat too much sugar and they get diabetes. It's, it's when your body doesn't accept insulin very well because of so things that you've done to it. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So that can be scary though. Cause if you're living as a 13 year old, especially you said you're a chubby kid or whatever, you're, you know, you're eating sweets, drinking sodas, doing whatever that you want. Like you could go into like diabetic shock. Like, was it a scary moment when you found out or did you guys catch it early enough that it wasn't like a close call? Yeah, I think we, I think we caught it early enough. Um, people always ask like, how did you know? And so yeah. how we know, how we knew is um, I was, overweight and I was actually on a diet at the time and I started to lose weight like crazy. I was like, Oh, this is, this is easy. This is sweet. Yeah. But what happens, my, my blood sugar was so high all the time. It was actually causing my body to get rid of extra stuff. So I was like wetting the bed all the time. Hmm. Um, I couldn't have sleepovers anymore for about a year because I was too scared that I was getting wet the bed. Yeah. Cause you're 13. You're like a teenager. Yeah. 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 Um, and one Sunday, I felt like I couldn't breathe. It felt like my chest was caving in. And uh, I didn't go to church with my family, stayed home. And then my dad came home during church. And I was super sick. And he just knew something was wrong. So they rushed me to the emergency room. And they took my urine sample. And they said, hey, you're type 1 diabetic. And then I was in the hospital for three or four days. Is that, that, that's, so it's a pretty quick test. I can just take it same day and just like, they know like, Oh yeah. I literally just peed in a cup. And that's crazy. And so before I, that you had no idea, like you're wetting the bed, you're losing weight, you're going through all this stuff and you're just like, 
life's rough. Like, I don't know, like puberty, <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah. Like just had no yeah. idea really what was causing it. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, um, I'm sorry. My dog is just at my door right now. So no, you get bring him in, dude. Um, we, we gotta have tank on the podcast, you know, and hear him snoring in the background. So I'm gonna leave him out, but no, so that's that's crazy. So you you found out when you were a t- young teenager, and then was that pretty devastating? Did you really know what it was, or you're just kind of like glad you were figured out why you were being your body was being weird? Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about diabetes, uh, whatsoever. Yeah, I I was the only one, it's supposed to be. People sometimes say it's hereditary type one, but I had never, nobody in my family has had it. My grandpa, he actually got type two about the same time that I got type one. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And so we're obviously like 50 year difference. So yeah. um, didn't know anything about it. So I thought I was kind of scared. I remember asking my mom in the hospital if I was going to die because uh-huh. um, she would stay there every night and sleep and stuff, you know, but she reassured me that we'd be good. And so um, just being a 13 year old kid, you have to learn how to take shots. So you drop a syringe and I mean, the needles are pretty small. So being 13, they're kind of scary, but now it's not a big deal. Yeah. So I learned how to take shots by giving, uh, oranges shots, like a drop, oh, okay. syringe, grab an orange and shoot it into the orange. Cause it's not just Taylor. the finger prick where you like test your blood, you do that, but then you also actually like, you have to shoot the insulin into your, into your arm. Is that where you do it? Yeah, anywhere. So uh, you could do, I usually do here um, or most of the time it's like my lower belt line. So I just usually pull down my belt line and go right there. There you go. That's the most, most times that I do it. And you're just putting insulin into, uh, into, into the, not in the bloodstream, is it? Like into a vein? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's so crazy because you can just inject insulin into your body and it just goes throughout your body. Like it'll know where to put it. It'll just go in the right place. It'll figure it out. I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm not the smartest person. I just know that it works and it's pretty miraculous how it just, you shoot it into certain injection sites and it just works. That's crazy. So, so tell us a little bit about your situation now with your company and you know, what kind of made you want to start that? Um, Obviously this is, you know, kind of the precursor to that but how does that connect to what you're doing now um so it's pretty i mean i've been in the, like the door-to-door industry for probably 10 or 11 years and mm-hmm. i did the summers door-to-door for six years then i moved away to uh, uh huntington beach california and i was selling solar and while i was there i got a diabetic fitness coach just so i could learn how to live healthier and well, I served a mission for my church and that's when I kind of took responsibility of my diabetes and I took really, really good care of it. And then that was just a few years later that I moved to California and this coach, he helped me just take complete control. So my blood sugars now, like they never go out of whack, but I've had some super scary instances. I've been to the hospital. I've been in an ambulance. Before um, you had this coach. Yep. Cause you just weren't, so this, you just didn't know exactly how, what food would do what to use and things would just like kind of happen without really paying attention to it. It's like, Oh crap. Yeah, exactly. Which ha- the funny thing I mean, that, that happens to everybody, right? It's just, we're not going to go to the hospital and die for it. 
we're just going to get fat and unhealthy and have insulin spikes and glucose issues. And we're going to be grumpy and like moody. Like that happens to all of us. And we don't even know why it's happening, but you yeah. just, you would know because it was a lot bigger deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. So, um, I mean, short story, this, this coach helped me a lot and I just took complete ownership and responsibility of it. Um, and then I just started to remember, um, an idea that I thought about when I was in college before I moved out there. And I was trying to get, the reason why I got this coach is so I could become fit and lean. Um, but I would go to the gym in college at Utah state and I would take a pre-workout and I mean, that was back in the day. There was like, and it'll explode or just stuff with crazy things in them. So I would take it's like them. unregulated, just like gnarly yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would take them. It like says on it, like not meant for human <laughs> consumption. <laughs> like, I've just seen those supplements. Like, okay. Yep. Yep. It was like all the extreme C4 and um, I don't remember the names of them, but I would just try them. Yeah. That's what all college males do is they try anything. Um, so I would take that and what it would do is it would, they would, I would go to the gym and it would spike my blood sugar because every diabetic's different. But personally, for me, if my adrenaline goes up too much, it'll cause my sugars to spike. And I okay. work out at the gym and then, you know, exercise a lot, then they would cause it to crash and go low. So I'm here working out at the gym, trying to, you know, burn calories, lose fat, and then I would just drop and then have to eat a bunch of food after the gym. And I just got so frustrated and thought that there was a way or there should be a way that I could still have a great workout, um, but also have energy and get a good pump in the gym. Without so messing I thought up all your adrenaline and glucose and insulin and all that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so a couple of years later, I was living in California, got this coach. He helped a ton. And I was like, you know what? I should just make a product that'll, that'll help me. And... I shortly after that moved back to Utah and Utah is kind of the Mecca for supplementation and everything, right? Entrepreneurship, just everything. It's like, it's the whole yep. world there, man. So I, I just started telling people what I wanted to do. Um, and a friend introduced me to a friend who owned um, a company called Bully Naturals and they're not in business anymore, but uh, I went to Bully Naturals, became really good friends with all those guys. And they had this super hot girl that worked at the front desk and that's my wife today oh there you go that worked out well it really did that's like the coolest part of uh, my business journey has actually led me to my wife um and we became obviously with that company i didn't use them to create my product but i went there to make a product found my wife and just got so enraptured in love with her that i kind of stopped my dream of making that product and so we got married and shortly after we got married we moved to hawaii and that's where we live now living the dream pretty much got the hot girl at the front desk took her to hawaii (laughs) you're like let's go yeah exactly and then when i was out here i just felt kind of guilty like after like a year well maybe not guilty but just it was always on my mind and i couldn't get it out it's like i had to get it out somehow um and i just started taking action again i started contacting other companies um i would i'm really good friends with the owners of bucked up okay which, um you probably heard of them and stuff so utah and supplement so, company right mm-hmm. you like protein stuff like that mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So those guys helped me a lot and they got me some good connections. And I started going to these supplementation shows in Las Vegas and stuff. And then I finally found a good manufacturer because the product that I made, my first one was a all natural pre-workout that doesn't spike your blood sugar with no stimulants or anything like that. Um, so the easiest way I can describe it is like a non-caffeinated pre-workout with some other stuff in it. And, uh, being all natural and not wanting anything artificial, that's super hard to make it taste good. So I tried like six or seven different companies. They all tasted okay, but I just wasn't in love. And then I finally found my manufacturer I use today and they're super awesome. They make the best tasting supplements around that are um, all natural. And we have a great relationship. I've been doing business with them for a couple of years now and that's kind of how the, the first product came out. It was, I launched it in like January of, I think it's been, it's either two or three years. It could have been three by now. So how long was the process from when you decided, okay, I'm going to get back into this. Cause obviously you kind of took a hiatus when you got married and all that, but then you were like, I'm going to do this. Like started reaching back out. How long was that process from reaching back out to actually like having the product that tasted good that you're ready to like put on market? The whole idea I thought about when I was in college. Yeah. I mean, I've been graduated for forever. Um, (laughs) You're an old man, you know? Yeah. And when I moved to Hawaii, I had been out there about a year and or probably six, six months to about a year, but it took me a year to uh, like six months to finally decide that I was going to do it and tried all these different products but it took me a solid year of finding those. Yeah. And then I launched it. And so, so once you decide to do it, you spent about a year getting it all ready and vetting it out right. and getting the stuff you wanted. And then did you launch just online or in stores or like how, what kind of launch did you do? Yeah. We're primarily an Amazon business. So cool. our business name is uh, type zero or you'll see us on social media, like type zero health. It's all spelled out. And the whole basis of that name is, you know, there's type one and type two diabetics. So we're type zero, meaning, you know, you shouldn't really have a, a type after yeah. this product. Cause for me personally, I don't really think about diabetes very much. It's just part of my life. I live super healthy. My blood sugars are controlled. And a lot of that's just due from taking care of my body and taking you know good supplements. So do you still have to do a bunch of shots regularly if you, keep super balanced and e-ride or you don't have to anymore yeah yeah so if, um you can't see them on here but like if you get in a hot if i get in a hot tub and you see my fingers my fingers are they're soup they're gross they're, there's holes everywhere in from the all the, the needle pricks mm-hmm. tests in the blood so i'm i'm kind of a a stickler about it like i probably test my blood sugar six to seven times a day just to make sure my levels are good and then i have an insulin pen which I'll show you since we're on Zoom. So you can, so this right here, anytime yeah. I eat something, I just dial it up by how many units. And then it's just a super small needle. So it's not, it's not a big deal. But yeah, man, every time I eat something, I have to inject insulin. Give yourself a little insulin. And that's what most people's bodies just do automatically. Yeah. But what I think is cool, because I had a buddy that he was, he was super fit as well. Um, as you are and he 
and he was type one diabetic. I felt like it, it actually helped him get fit because like you said, you, you learn so much about diet and nutrition and how it affects your body and all those things. So you're actually aware of it when so many people, because they have it easy, cause they don't have diabetes. It's just, they just run amok and they get away with murder yeah. when really their, their body's dying inside. It's affecting them so badly that it's kind of not good, but there's always this, I mean, there's a good and a bad in everything, right? It seems like yeah. you've been able to really, I mean, you're, you're, you're both, you and your wife are really fit. You're really active. You're, you do all this stuff. And it's like, I wonder how that journey would have been if you hadn't got there, you know, and been forced to learn it all. But it also made it harder, but I bet you're better off than a lot of guys that didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. I think staying in shape, being non-diabetic is easier. But I was able to lose all that weight when I was a little kid and it just kind of gave me a reset. Like, hey, you're a skinny kid now, just go run with it. And I, after that, I took like pretty good care of my body. I got, you know, overweight a little bit, but I was able to know and have faith that I could lose it again. So, you know, did and stayed pretty fit ever since it's interesting to me because i've studied a lot of books on fitness and nutrition and and the more i studied i just started seeing this reoccurring theme of your glucose levels like how important spiking your insulin is like that's like everything with normal fitness regardless of being diabetic and it was something i never even thought of the only time i'd ever heard insulin was like oh yeah buddy's diabetic he has an insulin pin or something i knew nothing about it but i started studying these books about fitness it's like that's such a huge key factor in keeping a balanced um, like body to be able to be healthy. And, and even regardless of fitness or looking good, but just having like a healthy organs and functionality, it's such a huge role. I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know? Yeah. And I didn't realize it either. So I'm glad you brought that up because if that's, that's something important for everybody to know that if you have imbalanced blood sugars, it can literally mess up every organ in your body. And I, I had diabetes for years and years, and I never really understood that. But it hit me pretty deep um, when I served a mission, and we were at a member's house eating dinner. And I remember this guy, he's in a wheelchair, and he has no legs. And I'm just like, you know, we could talk and meet him and stuff and, you know, just ask him, you know, what happened. He said, oh, I'm um, diabetic, and so I lost my limbs. And I and remember like- sitting there at dinner, and I, like – my like food basically fell out of my mouth just in shock you're like wait that's what happened like (laughs) i am diabetic what the hell yeah yeah um and it just like it threw me for a whirlwind that day and he just said yeah he took he mismanaged his his health and his diet and his circulation just went off and you know took both his legs and just shortly after that um i had a super healthy companion and he we just like we cranked out and we were super, super healthy after that. And it was a, a really good wake up call for me. Dang. That's an eye opener. Cause you're like, that could be me if I'm not careful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just had like nightmares that I wouldn't be around for my kids and stuff like that. And, you know, I was having kids at that time. So, um, it was a huge eye opener, but yeah, if any, the blood sugar can mess up anything, you make you blind, um, have arthritis earlier, shut down pretty much every organ. You don't keep a regulated blood sugar. Well, it's crazy. I think sometimes, I don't know, at least for me, I have to sometimes take things to the extreme to get myself to actually do something about it. Like if I want to, you know, cause I've been in sales a lot too, to me to like really do the work to be a good salesman or a good sales leader, I have to imagine that I'm going to be like 
the top regional in the company with the big, and then I'm like, I'm working towards that just to do like what it actually takes to be like a basic manager, right? Like I have to have like a high, high benchmark to push myself to do things. So like, I feel like that's the kind of thing it would need me to like, and in fact, actually what got me into fitness at all and being like aware of my health and everything is my dad had a heart attack and almost died. And and actually it had nothing to do with his health. It had to do with like a thing from when he was a kid. I don't know. But it, for me, I was just like heart attacks because you're unhealthy, right? And I was just like, holy crap, like I don't want to get unhealthy. So it's like these things like really wake us up, like seeing someone losing limbs or almost losing a loved one. Like that could be me. It like forces you to do what you should have been doing the whole time. You know what I mean? And like getting healthier and being aware of it. But sometimes, I don't know, it's the extremes that I need to to take action. But it sounds like it worked for you too. Like maybe yeah. Yeah, it's what I needed. I needed a good wake up call being a 19 year old hoodlum kid that didn't know anything about the world. So, what well, is funny because you say, like, oh, yeah, you could go blind, you could lose your legs, you know, but those are the extreme examples. But the everyday person's like, you could also just be like a grumpy asshole all the time because your chemicals <laughs> yeah. are unbalanced. Like, you're just yep. a jerk and you don't know why and you feel like crap or you're just depressed and you don't know why and you blame it on you know, a breakup, like there's all these things, these chemicals in our bodies that we don't give full credit to that. It's like, if you could balance that, like you're actually could be happy and chill and like have a good life. It's not like you're going to go blind and die, but it's like, that'd still be nice to get that in order. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we just like, Oh, well, my dad didn't die of a heart attack. I don't have diabetes. I'm not gonna lose my legs. So I'll do whatever I want. And the more, the more you lean that way, like I have friends that like, they, they don't gain weight, right? Really high metabolism. So they just eat like crap. They're just eating yeah. like, and it's Those like your organs are dying. I don't care if you're still skinny, you look good in a bathing suit or whatever. Like she's <laughs> dying inside. You know what I mean? You see that all the time when, cause people don't see how it's affecting them. So sometimes it's like, dang, give me, give me some sort of signal so I can know to like step up my game, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, I think that when you see these like fitness people, you see, see people like super healthy, super active, and then like they get some sort of like crazy uh, sickness or cancer or this and that. It's like, oh, how could that happen? They're fit. It's like just because someone looks like a model on the outside doesn't mean the things they're ingesting is not like chemicals and balance and just like they're dying on the inside, even though they look incredible and they work out and stuff. It's like there's organ health and then there's like muscle you know yeah. that's not not the same thing you know yeah but i don't know that's where totally my agree. tangent mind goes so you started the 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 type zero um and then so how many years have you been running it now it's it's almost three i think yeah it's probably been about i don't know how i, I lose track of years now they go by quicker but it's Dude, when you're, when you're having fun, when you live in paradise, it all just becomes a blur, man. <laughs> it does. But that's cool because you're living in Hawaii, but you drop ship everything straight through Amazon. So you're not having to inventory and box and manually ship anything because that wouldn't be realistic on an island. Yeah, we do, we do a little bit. So I usually keep a couple boxes here because, um, you know, what I do is like if I reach out to an influencer or sure. just anybody, you know, and they, I just send them a product from my house you know with the note and stuff and then so i keep some here but the majority of our stuff it stays in a warehouse in utah or amazon 
you know, Amazon fulfills most of it. We do have a, a personal website, typezerohealth.com, but we don't do a ton of um, sales through there. It's primarily through Amazon, and that's something we're working on this year is to start selling a lot more through a personal store. Because that's, I mean, one disadvantage to having an Amazon store is they keep all of your customers' information. Right? Mm. They're geniuses, you know. They keep and do it you all. you get so access? Do you get it as well? Or, oh, so they, they're the only ones with it. Yep. Yep, for the most part. And they change rules and stuff all the time. So we used to send like follow-up emails after everybody bought products and they changed something recently and it's just kind of risky. So we actually stopped even doing that. Okay. Um, just pretty recently. So we're trying to, we're doing like email strategy campaigns and stuff this year to build up that portion of it so we can keep track of, you know, who our customers are. Yeah. Well, that's huge. Cause so, so now if you want to, if someone wants to buy your product, they should just go to your website. That's the best way. Uh, yeah. But the, I mean, it, this has been crazy. So our, our product a little bit, we, we sold one product for a year and that was our pre-workout. And then last year at this time we launched our second product and uh, it's like a vegan BCA, which those are meant for like recovery and uh, everything for working out. You can drink them pretty much any time of the day. Yeah. So we launched that and that sold decent this year. And uh, me and my Amazon guy, we're, we're just starting to launch a ton more. We have way more focus on the company this year. Um, and it's going to be eventually, you know, what I want to do full time. But we sold out of most of our products recently. It's been it's been wild. Good so, problem to have, right? It is a really good problem to have, but it's also a really bad problem. But it's still have. a problem. It's still like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's hard to run yeah. a business so, without product. It is. Um, so if you did go to our website, I mean, you could buy our product, but I'd have to probably refund you and say, hey, we're out of this for a little bit. Um, but we do have a couple of products on Amazon right now um, because Amazon still has most of the products. Um, but that's probably what I would say is just go to Amazon and search type zero. And you'll see some BCAs and the a product that we just launched probably like two or three months ago. It's our BCA, which is all natural, everything, but we put some natural caffeine in it. Okay. I love it. And everybody loves it too. So it's been, it's been our best product so far. I know my wife loves it. She just barely got into fitness more like this past year. Um, and I've always been kind of like, poo poo on supplements a little bit just because like the stuff you talk about in college just like there's some gnarly sure. stuff on there in there yeah dude there's and, there's so many bad supplement companies but there's also yeah. really good ones but yeah. and that's what was cool and she loves your stuff and i was looking and like i was like dude this is stuff i could actually take because i don't want to like jack myself up with a bunch of chemicals just to get a workout in you know but getting the bcas having a little bit of energy like but doing it in a healthy, natural way. Like I said, I don't care. I'm not diabetic. I don't have to do that, but it's, it's type zero. It's not for type one, type two. It's for everybody. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that. And it's just, it's clean and it's done right, which is how it should be. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. But my, yeah, I we actually, swears by it. yeah, I remember, I remember that now my, my, she reached out to my wife and then I remember your wife wrote us a really good review on Amazon. So yeah, I think that's how I heard about your company probably yeah. from my wife. I don't know tell her thank you there you go um, but that's and that product kind of came from i had a we had a for our first son um, about a year and a half ago and i wasn't too big on 
taking a bunch of energy drinks and stuff. And but I went when I had my son, like I just remember like no sleep whatsoever. Yeah. And I just got addicted to pretty much caffeine all the time. And right. I was like, well, I need to create something that's healthier. Um, so this product does have natural caffeine in it and stuff. So it's I'm, I mainly made it kind of for me because I needed something like that. Dude. And it actually turned out to be a pretty big hit. People love it. So, yeah, no, that's super cool. So that's cool. So this is what you want to do. What do you see the future of the company looking like in five to 10 years from now? Like what would be your hopes of where you could take it? Uh, yeah. I mean, mainly what I want is to help. First of all, the whole goal when I started it was to help diabetics live a healthier life. Yeah. Cause being diabetic, it's pretty frustrating. Sometimes you don't know how to control your blood sugars and um, everything like that. But if you could just take really small steps and be a little bit more active and work out more. So that's where this product comes in is you can take that and it's just going to be an additive to help you live a healthier life. That's our main goal. And so what, what I want to do is move into this, um, you know, hundred percent full time and focus a lot more attention onto it so that we can grow it to help a lot more people. And, you know, people always talk about selling their companies and stuff. It'd be great to, you know, in five years, sell it or, you know, cause I don't think, I don't think, I think differently. I don't think humans are meant to do the same job for like forever. Yeah. So I've done what I've been doing for, 10 plus years and I love it, but I just need something more of a challenge. And so that's why I'm focusing more on type zero because I love it and it gives me excited. And yeah, um, I wish I would have taken more action sooner because it's been on my mind. It's just, so if anybody in their mind has something in the back of their mind that they know they have to do, I just did type zero because I knew at the end of the day, I'd regret it more if I didn't try it. Yeah. I like how you're saying like, you were feeling guilty. Like, I like that. Like, you're like, I j- it was just nagging at your mind. Like, do this, do this, do this. Like, it was just something you felt like. Should. I think a lot of people do have things like that, but then they just push away because they're too busy, right? Or they're just, they don't know where to start. And then what's going to happen for it. And maybe they don't have this big vision. But like I so said, you don't need to necessarily have that as long as you have like a, a purpose. I like how you're like, we really just want to have an option for diabetics to be healthier and like actually help people. Cause you, you experienced it yourself. You were looking yeah. for the product. It wasn't, you couldn't find what you wanted. So you got that entrepreneur mind. Like, okay, I'll just create it. And I'll do it better than the options out there. Yeah. And it's been such a good, I'm so glad that I started it. I mean, I, I'm not the best. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of good choices, but I'm so glad I started it because I knew I would be just eating up inside if I never did. Dude, there's something about this is going to get like a little hippie cheesy right here, but like about just being true. What I say, like being true to your soul, like, like when you feel something, you hear something like you should do that. A lot of times we shut that down because it doesn't make sense. We don't see the roadmap of how it's going to work. There's a million reasons not to like, so like, I don't think about starting this stuff in the company, you know, it's like, but if when you do something that's like true to your soul, that speaks to you, whether it's blowing up the best thing in the world or stay small or whatever, it feels so good that it gives you the energy to keep going and keep doing it and like be successful and actually help people. And the success is a byproduct 
of actually helping people. And it sounds cheesy. I feel like that's like the lines, like, I just want to help people like every business owner, right? We're just here to serve. It's like, dude, you're serving McDonald's burgers. You're not here to serve, like whatever, like you just want to make a buck. But, but the reality, especially someone like you, who's made good money before and, and is comfortable, it feels so different to do something that's like meaningful and not just making another buck you know? Yeah. And so I yeah. believe, I believe it when you say it, John, I think you mean it, it. So. it's, I get, I get so, like, even though our, I mean, we're, we were profitable, you know, I just went through all my stuff with my accountant like a couple of days ago on the phone. Nice. Um, and so we were profitable for sure this year, but I get so stoked when customers reach out, they write like the simplest review and they're, they're happy that it helped them. They send me a direct message on Instagram or just whatever it is. Um, I just feel so much more energized doing this. And then, you know, you know, me and you, we, we sell solar and you have customers you deal with all the time and it's a good product for them. But then, you know, there's a lot of people that just reach out and some of them had a bad experience. And so it's just like, so I was like, ah, yeah. yeah. But it, like, say, I think change energizes people too. Like say, cause I, mm-hmm. I did, um, you know, I sold alarms for 10 years and then I switched to solar and I was dead in alarms. Like you can ask anybody, like yeah. I was a dead man walking, no energy, no excitement. You know, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be alive. Like I hated it. And then, and it was nothing about the, what I was doing. It was a great thing and it helped, you know, people in a lot of ways and yeah. it helped my life a ton. But then when I switched to solar, just doing something different, like you said, I felt alive i think it helped living in hawaii it makes you feel alive too but but like doing something different really just i got that energy again you know what i mean and so you know you've been doing that for a while and you're getting energy doing something new and i think that really is like the human mind wants diversity it wants you know new experiences like we crave that and yeah you think of the old school way of like our parents would say go get a job work in the same thing for 40 50 years get your golden watch and retire it's like I don't think our generation could cut that. Like we can't comprehend that, you know? And we're so lucky that we don't have to, you know, like, I mean, maybe some people would want that, that sense of security, but. No, we're definitely wired a lot different than that. I would, I would die. Yeah. Well, the only reason I was able to even do alarms for 10 years, I say 10 years, but I quit every six months right? Because it was only a yeah. summer program. And so that was the only way I was able to do it because I could shift it up. I could change. I could quit my job every six months and do something different, at least for half the year, you know? And that was the only reason I was able to do one thing that long, you know? But as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, like it, it's different every year. You know, you're, you're changing your products, you're changing your markets, you know, the industry's different. So if you're really growing a business, you know, you're not doing the same thing, even if they, yeah. you, know, you look at Jeff Bezos or whatever, it's not like he's doing the same thing he did when he started his company, even though it has the same name, you know, it's completely different, but that's why I think it keeps you alive, keeps you excited, you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, I think one of the benefits of it is at least for me personally, just to kind of share what it did for me is, um, it's just like, like a confidence booster. If you have something in the back of your mind that you've been wanting to do and actually just take a little bit of action, it took me forever and I finally did it. And I just kind of look at it now and I think I can do well, kind of not, not anything, but I can pretty much, you know, 
I could do a lot more than I ever thought I could just because I took that small action and I started this company. Yeah. Um, and it's not the craziest, biggest supplement company or anything, but it just yeah. helped me so much to have that confidence. Um, and so now it's just going to, it's just going to keep growing and evolving into even more confidence. Just guys, I had those small wins and I just kind of kept my word to myself that I was going to start it and I did it. And so it's just, it's growing all the time. So I know I think that's super huge. I think that's powerful. Like you say, when you do something you didn't think you could do, or like you didn't know how to do it, but then you find a way and accomplish it. It does. It tweaks your brain where you're just like, Oh, that means all the other millions of things that I don't know how to do. And I don't think I can do like, they're actually possible. If I could do this one, like I just need to do the same thing with that. Like reach out to other people, get the ball moving. I always have the same one. Like, let's just get the ball rolling. Like get the yeah. ball rolling. I've done that on so many little things and maybe eventually I'll start something like actually good, but like, I'll just buy a URL just to like get the ball rolling. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, like start this, this eyewear company. And I'm going to, I'll just buy a URL. I just like do one little thing and one little thing, like get the ball rolling. And a lot of the balls won't roll that far, but then some do. And you're like, dude, like, you're not afraid of anything once you start doing things you didn't think you could, you know? So I so love true. that. Do you, do you still have that? Uh, I heard you on a podcast a few years ago. Do you still do that? I wear in, am I thinking of the wrong? I think you're thinking you of did, somebody else. No, yeah. you did some, you were on the door to door podcast. Oh yeah. The charity vision stuff. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. They, uh, they do the eye surgeries. Um, mm-hmm. So that's you a still super do those? cool I mean, I, I donate to the company and like, I was kind of like a brand ambassador for them. I put their links on this podcast and stuff like that. Super, super cool company um, that just goes to these third world countries and provides basically free surgeries or really, really, really discounted surgeries to give people eyesight. And it's crazy because here in America, That's you get awesome. like a cataract or whatever. They just go remove it. It's no big deal. But if you're in the streets of India and you're a beggar, like you're just blind <laughs> for the rest of your life for a $15 yeah. surgery, you know, and it's crazy. Yeah. If anybody's interested, check out charityvision.net. Um, and it breaks down what they do. And it's just, there's a lot of like, okay, charities out there that are kind of like, I don't know, but this one is, it's spot on. I got to meet with the, the guy that runs it, Doug Jackson, super cool guy. Um, they do some amazing work. Um, that's actually when I said that eyewear company, I wanted to start an eyewear company called blind eyewear and just sell sunglasses but it'd be like the whole Tom's shoes thing where it's like, Oh, we donate to charity vision. Like all the profits or half of it, or I don't know, a penny every hundred dollars. But like some sort of the profit would go to helping charity vision, um, go give sight to the blind. Right. And so it'd be called blind eyewear. But so maybe maybe I'll start that. Someone, if anybody listens, reach out to me, we'll start an eyewear company. (laughs) I own the URL. That's all I did. I bought the URL. (laughs) You started, you took a step. Got the ball rolling a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's sick, man. So type zero. So how many products you just have two or three products right now, right? Available that you can buy. We have three products. Um, But you're looking at launch. We have We have another product being shipped to Amazon right now that we just launched. So yeah, it'll be on Amazon in a couple of weeks. And then, uh, man, we've probably got like six more in the pipe that, they're either being formulated or priced out so that's awesome yeah and you uh and it's not for people with diabetes exclusively right like anybody can take it it's going to be good for anybody it's not going to be less beneficial than the other stuff they're taking it's not like it's watered down for diabetics or anything like that right 
Yeah, you're spot on. We like our main our main people that usually take it are people on the keto diet because our products, you know, they're not meant to make your blood sugar spike or anything. So it's it's really well, kind of how I explain it to some people, so it makes more sense is when you go to Whole Foods or a natural food place like that, you would find supplements like ours in nice. those types of stores. So yeah, they're hundred percent for everybody. They're just meant to be, I mean, they're a little bit more expensive because we do make them all natural. So it's not like the cheap stuff that you sometimes find at Costco and everything like that, which some of those products are really good, but we just have higher quality. They, they cost more up for us to make. So we have to sell them for a little bit more so that we can continue to be in business, you know, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's worth paying for quality. I always say people would rather pay more for something they really want than less for something they kind of want. You know, yeah. and if people really yeah. realize what they're doing, what they're putting in their bodies, it's okay to pay a few bucks more, yeah. you know. Quality over quantity. I have to teach my wife that all the time about clothes she buys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man. She just gotta buy a little bit nicer so that I don't she doesn't have to buy like 10 shirts. She can just buy one or two and but she hasn't learned that too much yet. So. You know, all in due time, all in due time. So what's your, your uh I don't know, let's shift gears a little bit. Just, yeah. you know, because you're not living an average life. You're, you're very much entrepreneur, self, self-motivated. You do sales. You're living in Hawaii. You just bought a beautiful home there. Like, I feel like some people hear that and they're like, that's impossible. Like, how do you do that with your life? Like, how do you just move overseas? Or how do you just, you know, start a business or do this or that? Like, what is it in you? Like, why do you think that chubby little kid who's wetting the bed at 13 years old is now, you know, running his business, super successful, buying, you know, multi-million dollar home in Hawaii, doing like living his dream with the hot front desk girl, you know what I mean? Like doing, and, and you have an amazing dog and son, you have a beautiful life. Like, how does that come to be? Like, did that just happen on accident? No, man. It's, I mean, it's crazy to hear it. Some, someone like yourself just kind of repeat all that um because it i mean yeah dude i'm i am really living the dream and the first thing that came to my mind is it pretty much came from door-to-door sales so growing up i was a kid that was bullied and um you know i, I always played sports and i was i was decent i was never great or you know i wasn't on the all-star team or anything like that and so mm-hmm. my first year of summer sales I went out with some of my best friends and I went to Alaska to sell security door to door. And I didn't decide to go until a month before because I was pretty anti door to door. But yeah, I finally ended up going. And all I did is I listened to my regional manager, Casey Ball, and he gave me a, a, like a CD full of sales tapes. And I saw I listened to like Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar. That's all the preparation I had. And I was, I broke my ankle and I was in a knocking boot for my first six weeks, but for your first, you started out in a knocking boot. Yeah. So I was in, yeah, I was in Alaska, just walking around neighborhoods in a walking boot. Wow. That's a rough way to start your career. It was. Door to door sales. Mm -hmm. Maybe get some pity sales, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's a thing though. I've done this a long time and I don't think there's much of a, you know, you get a pity glass of water, but no one pulls out their check. Yeah, people, I didn't get much pity, but no. I went up there and I, I remember the whole thing. Like 
I couldn't afford to really move up there. So my dad let me buy a ticket um, with his Sky Miles. Nice. So we flew Thanks, up there dad. with all my friends and none of us had a car or anything like that. And I just kind of took off and I started to sell a lot. Like I, my first day I knocked with a guy and I saw him get a sell and he just kicked me out of his car shortly after that. And I got one my first day. Nice. And uh, that year I was like, I was a top rookie in our region. I, I think I finished like second as a rookie in the whole company that year. Wow. Um, and I was just like, at the end of the year, I just kind of thought about it. I'm like, wow, I, I'm finally better at my friends than something. And so yeah. that was just a small confidence boost. Yeah. And it just, it kind of picked up from there each year. I got more and more confident that I could just create. I love sales because you go out to work and you just create something out of nothing and it all comes from confidence. That's what sales yeah. is, is confidence and, um, you know, assuming to sell, but. It, that's really where all this kind of came from is just being uncomfortable, putting yourself in front of someone at door to door, gaining that confidence. And then years later, you know, about 10 years later, I'm like, Hey, I should create a, create a company. And I ignored it for a long time and then it just kept nagging. And so I did it and now I have more confidence. And I know that, you know, something else will come up in the, in the next years, but I feel like this is preparing you to gain all that confidence for, you know, something really big to happen, whether it's with type zero or whether it's with something else in the future, you know? It's interesting because you talk about like, yeah, each of the things you did build your confidence, you know, it's like, okay, now I have more confidence, more confidence, more confidence. And it's like the only way that I'm seeing in my mind right now to have, to get those wins that give you those confidence is to do things you don't know if you can do like if you go yeah. do something like you play you know little league baseball you play baseball your whole life and like you you know you're good at it you're always the best on the team you go do it i don't think it really builds your confidence to just be good like it might build your ego like because yeah. you know you're good at it but you're not yeah. like it doesn't boom like move your your mindset because you just you already know you're good at it right if you're really really tall and you're like you're tall and you dunk the ball you're like well yeah you're tall <laughs> you just like walked over and did it you know you didn't work on your jump, you know, your, your jumping for six months to be able to do it, you know, but when you do something you don't know you can accomplish and then it works out, it's like, that's where that confidence boosts. Cause then it opens up the doors. You know, the trick is a lot of people might stop after one or two of those things cause they don't work out and then their confidence goes yeah. down, which makes it even harder to do the next thing. Did you ever have experiences like that where you tried something you didn't know it would work and then your confidence would just like shot and it would just like made it harder to want to keep going. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've had plenty of failures um, throughout my career and a lot of stuff. And it, I do get down. Like, I think I'd be, my wife always tells me that I beat myself up way too much. Cause she's kind of like you. She, she tells me like the stuff I've done and I should be super like stoked and proud and which I am of myself but I've definitely had my fair share of failures from um, just not accomplishing things. But what helps me is, or what comes in my mind is, I don't know where it is, but I, I keep, so I have like tons of journals. Um, oh, nice. And I've got them from all, all years. And so I think what helps me the most, to be honest with you, is kind of accountability. Like, 
So Casey Baugh, I grew up next to him. He's older than me though, but he taught me when I, um, to do like a top 10 list of your goals. And so I did that for years. I do it every day. So when I wake up in the morning, pretty much the first thing I do after I wake up, go to the bathroom and stuff, I come in my office, I grab my journal and I write down things I'm grateful for the previous day that happened. So I can reflect back on the day. And then I write down kind of like a power list, things I need to get done that day. And I write down my goals. Sometimes I've kind of changed. I've switched over the years. I don't necessarily write down my top 10 goals every day. I, I at least do it once a week. And I look back each Sunday and I see what I wrote throughout the week. So I can kind of keep them refreshed in my mind. And I know that that's what my mind has helped get me back up from the failures that I've had. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I've had all these failures, but I keep telling myself that I can do things. And so it just kind of trains my brain and it just tricks it. Like, nope, you fell, you can, you can move up and keep going. Do you keep track of those lists? Like from previous years, you can look back on and see like what you've accomplished. And yeah. I know I've done that sometimes. I'll even find a, you know, a, a goal list that I'm not as good at like keeping track and reading every day, but I'll find like mm-hmm. an old one from years ago and I pull it out and read through it. And it's like, if you actually did those things, it's like, holy crap, like I did it. It was like five years ago I wrote this list. And it's like looking at like, it's amazing to see what yeah, you can do. You know, so do you, do you keep track of those and look back at them? Mm-hmm. I do. That's cool. I think the intentional mind is super powerful. Something I did, um, it's what, January 3rd. So three days into the new year, you know, one thing I decided to do is I was like, I'm going to delete social media off my phone. So, and then I just find myself staring at my phone being like, <laughs> give me something like I need something out of you. And I'm like staring at it and there's nothing on there worth looking at. And so what I started doing though, is I would, I, I'd go to my notes section. I, I, I keep a lot of my intentions or goals or focuses in there. I started reading those whenever I pull out my phone, I realize I'm just doing my social media addict move, you know, and there's no Instagram, there's no Facebook. I was like, okay, I'd go to my notes and I just read my my intentions or goals for the day or the year or the week or whatever. And it was really cool because it starts just like making me think about it every day. If every day you're looking at the things you want to do and the person you want to be, as opposed to looking at somebody else's travel pictures or family pictures or like, you know, the stupid cat meme or whatever, like if that's what you're putting in your mind, it's, it's way more powerful because then you start making those connections and you get motivated. Even this podcast, dude. So we were supposed to do this, a year ago or something like that forever ago and then i just yeah. kept getting distracted kept getting distracted and legit the reason i texted you is it was on my list i wanted to get the podcast going again and uh i had no social media nothing to distract me so i just texted you right then right so it's like when you have awesome. your intentions it clearly in front of you you find ways to make it happen you know yeah. if it's a side note you, you just get distracted with all the other things you know Um, but I think it's it's cool like when you talk about um doing something like I said being true to your soul when you said like you you had to start the business you felt like you were feeling guilty I heard Mm -hmm. a phrase about writing a book it's like you don't write a book if you want to write a book you want to you write a book because you have to like that's what you like it's inside you're like I gotta do this thing and when you can find something that you feel like you have to do it's like, don't deny that. Like, just run with it. Even if it turns out horrible, 
you'll feel energized and good and confident that you you made a move you know what yeah. i mean um and and the truth is if you stick to it it won't turn out horrible It'll, you'll find a way to make things good out of it you know even if it's just you, know, you just meet with this one business and you meet the front desk girl and she's your wife and you don't go into business with them it's like something comes out of it and you meet this contact and puts you in contact with the next person the next person you know and that's just kind of how these things work um but a lot of times we're afraid to just take the first step you know but also yeah. sometimes the second or third step that's where i find i'm fine with the first step i'm pretty good at that now but i have a hard time pushing that second third fourth step i was like i don't know where what's the fifth step how do i go from here you know but it's i mean same philosophy i guess she's got to do it yeah yeah that's dope that's it i definitely have troubles taking those next steps too but um something i'm trying to work on this year is the, all those thoughts like the things that you come into your head like let's say you had you want to do something else on the podcast and you just ignore that and so i was talking to my wife about this we went out to dinner for new year's eve and uh one thing i'm working on this year is whatever thoughts that come into your mind that you know you have to do, I'm trying to take more of quicker immediate action to do them either right then or that day, because I feel like I get, I'm trying to make my mind more clear because mm -hmm. I feel like I get decision fatigue. I make so many decisions every day um, that those things, those really small things that I ignore, my brain is just full of those small things that eventually I just get, too fatigued and you're right you just go straight to your phone you go looking on all, all over social media and that's one of the things i'm working on this year is just whatever those small thoughts are just taking immediate action and whether it's just sending a text to somebody you know trying to get them on your podcast like you did yeah just simple stuff like that that my brain's gonna be a lot more clear so i feel like once i do that or when i'm doing that i'll just make better decisions for my family and for my business dude i think that's huge like if, if people would just like again it's like it's like just listening to yourself it's like being aware of your own consciousness like man i had this idea just do it right this second and if not yeah. at least have a note section you can write it down so it doesn't bog up your mind i have like this reminders thing on my phone um whenever something crosses my mind if i can't do it that moment I just put it in that little note section. Yeah, and then if exactly. I find myself with an hour of free time, I can pull up that note section. Just have a list of like random crap that crossed my mind that I wanted to do, or and some of it's important, like I had to need to do. But I have this list, and I can just go bust it out then. Yeah. You know, but if you can do it in the moment, just clears your mind. It builds that confidence. Just getting things yeah. done. You know, and most of it's so much more easier than we tell ourselves it's going to be. Yeah, that's if you hold that on to like all this energy is being dispersed with something that literally was like a two second text. Yeah. Is that easy? You like know, I get all these, to it. I get all these type zero emails from suppliers or whoever, or from my Amazon guy. And I see it and I'm just like, I can't do that right now. And so it'll be in the back of my mind forever. And then I'll do it, you know, a day or two later. And then when I do, it, I'm like, that was so easy. But, but that yeah. just was on my mind for a couple of days nagging at me. Yeah. Dude, and, and kind of to wrap it up a little bit, um, obviously, if you have anything you want to share, let's bring it up too. But one thing I was just thinking about with it, about just doing it when it comes to your mind, even like big stuff, like just go for it. Because if we learned anything from 2020, which everybody hates on 2020, I think it was actually an incredible year. And I think there's a lot so of people. I. 
I, and I feel like a lot of people actually believe that that are, but it's just not the cool thing to say, right? So I was the worst year in yeah, the world. I, did, like, I hate it when people post like 2020 sucks. I'm like, dude, what did you do in 2019, bro? Like the people that are saying that, I'm like, I mean, unless they lost their business or loved one, like obviously that happens. Yeah, but totally like understand that. a lot of the people, I feel like they're sitting there on their couch for 2019 and then they sat there on the couch for 2020 and they're like, yeah, 2020 yeah. sucked. I'm like, and then they think 2021 yeah. is just automatically like, going to get You just got better. an excuse to bitch about it with the whole world, but like it wasn't that bad, bro. Yeah. Um, but, but, but what I did learn is things change and you might not get to do what you want to do. Like this was going to be my year of travel. <laughs> like, <laughs> the wrong year. We were going to go to Paris. We had flights booked. COVID came. I was going to go to all the islands in Hawaii because we just moved there. I'm going to explore every single island. Boom. Couldn't do inner island travel. Like all these things. There's, I could give you a list of these things that I was going to do that I, you know, I can't do it even if I want yeah. to right now, you know? And so it's like, when you get the idea to do something like jump on that, even if it's big, even if it's move across the country or start a new career, or open a business, like you don't need to do things half-assed and haphazardly where it's going to mess up your life, but just do it. Cause you never know when you're not going to be able to something happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to move to Hawaii soon as I graduated college but then I got married instead that year and then never moved to Hawaii until t 10 years later. Right. And it's just like, I should have just moved and done my senior year in Hawaii instead of waiting until I graduated. To go. Like we, we put these things like, Oh, I need to wait till this is done before I can do this thing. I'm like, why? That is the smallest reason to stop you from doing whatever that crosses your mind. Like just do it. You know yeah. what I mean? We should start a shoe company and have that be our brand, <laughs> our, our motto. Just do it. I think we'd do pretty well. I think it'd be do all right. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts you want to share? I feel like we barely scratched the surface of your life and your journey. I mean, not in particular. I, I just feel like that if, if anybody, I mean, I'd, Obviously, I don't know who's listening, but if anybody's thinking of doing something, um, I guess just think about your life in like 30 years. And if you didn't try what you wanted to do, like the, the risk of doing it is like, luckily for, for my job is if I go try something and it fails, I can just pick back up and just do good again, you know? And so that's kind of what true. it's true. Most people jobs are, they just don't think it. If you got yeah. a crappy job, that's sure as hell true. Cause just go get another crappy job. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. if you got a middle management job, that's probably going to be available too somewhere. You know what I mean? Like we find these reasons to talk ourselves out of it. I say with sales and entrepreneurs, the only difference is we're just aware of how insecure and like fluctuating life is. And we just embrace yeah. it. And, and a lot of people think they have a set, steady nine to five or they can't get another job somewhere else. Like you can, you're just, you just think you're safe. But you're you're just you're as you're as insecure as the rest of us. You just don't know it, you know. Yeah, and that's a. I mean, that's one thing I. Um, so today I, there's a there's a guy named Dave Allred. You might know Dave, mm -hmm. um, but for our sales team this year, he gave us like this this we we're on a Zoom call like this, and he did a training to us called the Lifestyle Design, and it's this Google Doc sheet that I'm looking at right now, and there's like. 
don't know, eight pages or something, but it's, it goes through all this stuff and you outline what you want in your life. And so I did that today. Oh, that's dope. And one of the things that I, I guess I wanted to do or, um, is I just want like those around me or my family members to have more faith in themselves to, to do bigger things. And so that's one of the things I want to want to do and give back to, I guess, society and those around me that you really can do so much. And I fight myself every day on doubts. Yeah. So I'm guilty as everybody else, but I look back and see what I've done. And um, I am proud of myself, but I know there's so much more that I could do better. Um, but that's pretty much what I want people to know is that you can do things more Dude, than I think love that. I've been studying a lot of uh, like Buddhist principles lately and like the intrinsic values in Buddhism. And one of the big things is like service. Like you think like these Buddhist monks just go and like are in silent meditation all day, but like their big thing is service. Like that is like what they live for. And if there's such an intrinsic value in service, you know what I mean? Whether it's Buddhism or Christianity, whatever's talking about it. But it's cool because I can see your eyes light up when you think about it. like that gives you that energy we were talking about. Oh, like, I want to serve. I want to see someone benefit from something I did. Like that's super cool. I want to help my family believe in themselves. Like those service, those intrinsic values just give purpose and drive to it, you know, and it can help a ton. And if you like genuinely feel that way, that's really cool. I'm kind of an a-hole and I don't feel like I really genuinely want to serve people as much as I should. <laughs> but if you genuinely do go for it, cause it'll just reap good rewards in your life and those around you. Yeah. I mean, I just think about it like I live in like my life almost seems fake in a way. I definitely have tons of struggles and all that. Nothing's perfect. But when I have like one of my brother, I love my brother-in-laws and like they talk to me and they're like, dude, how did you just buy a house like North Shore, Hawaii? It's two acres. That's like unheard of. Yeah. So I forget that people see me differently than I see myself. And it kind of keeps me more accountable because I'm like, well, if they see me as like doing good, I need to like step it up and do a lot better because me personally, I do good because of people I see that do good. Yeah. You're looking at the Dave Alvarez and Casey Bosch, like, dude, I'm not doing jack. (laughs) Like what are you talking about? Casey just bought his plane. You know what I mean? Like I just bought a (laughs) house. Like, yeah, you know, no, it's cool to have the, those, those things to aspire to and, and kind of inspire you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not some, and it's a mindset, right? Some people look at people doing well and they're like, Oh, I'll never be anything. And some people look at people doing well, like, well, dude, I can at least be a half that a quarter of that, like a 10th that I could be that. I don't know. Like, let's start with one step, but you know, to be inspired to do. And like I say, some days you're inspired by it. Some days you're not, but you just keep going. Cause I mean, if John Jensen can do it, like, yeah. <laughs> if, it, if, if a fat chubby kid can have a super hot wife beautiful baby boy live in north shore hawaii anything's possible anything's possible dude i was saying you should have named your boy tank instead of your dog though <laughs> that boy he is a solid he is solid yeah, man he he looks true polynesian or hawaiian so <laughs> he's he's low i don't think he's gonna get picked on in school no he'll be all right that's freaking awesome, man. Well, I love it. This was super fun to be able to chat about just your philosophy, how you look at life. And like I said, man, it's like 
what's cool about it is you're not this billionaire rich famous celebrity where it's like you inherited all this wealth and life and opportunities you're an average person who's doing not so average joe yeah dude and it's like it's really possible it just takes time um and it takes that focus you know and like say those little confidence keeping promises to yourself you build that confidence you just keep going and i'm excited to see what the next chapter is for you in the next you know five years seeing where it's all going so thanks man that's sweet man i'll uh i'll come out there in hawaii in a few weeks and come see you yeah let's do it thanks for having me on and you're my long lost cousin because we have pretty much the same name so exactly same height yeah and it's like oh you're both jensen's you're short any of my friends that are like my height they're like are you brothers like we're both short does not mean we're brothers but yeah we're brothers dude at least we share a name so people get an excuse for it all right dude we'll give love to your family we'll be in touch okay great thanks for having me